Today's past cast returns with Behind the Music, Jim and the Holograms. It was 1985, and life was good for young heiress Jerrica Benton. Her days were spent with friends and family running Starlight House, an orphanage for homeless girls founded by her father and funded by his record label, Starlight Records. But tragedy was about to crash the party, and it was bringing a plus one, death. The stars shined a little less bright the day Jerrica's father died. Life had sucker punched her, and it was going for a leg sweep. Eric Raymond, who assisted Jerrica's father at Starlight Records, was now CEO and 50% owner of the company alongside Jerrica. And Eric was a man with a one-track mind, a track leading to Moneytown, USA. To this end, and against Jerrica's wishes, Eric signed The Misfits, an all-female power trio whose confrontational look matched their borderline antisocial personalities. It appeared the good life was over for Jerrica, but there was light at the end of the tunnel, a holographic, artificially intelligent light called Synergy. This digital fairy godmother ended up being the best inheritance a girl could ask for. Using Synergy and the hologram-creating star-shaped earrings her father made, Jerrica, her sister Kimber, and their closest friends were transformed into the hit-making band Jim and the Holograms. Keyboards, poppy hooks, and an almost dizzyingly colorful fashion style would be their weapons in the battle for Starlight Records and to keep Starlight House afloat. But Eric and his misfits weren't going to make it easy for them. Today on Days Past Tombcast, we're talking about Jim and the Holograms. Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast, everyone. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Toonsmith is behind us, and ahead it of us is. lies yes. 2019, the new year. I see it. It's right there. And in honor of this, uh-huh. we're having an 80s dance party, just like last year. Uh, okay. Because this is now an annual, as of today, since we're doing it a second time, if you do something twice, it becomes a tradition. Yeah. Twice or more tradition. Mm -hmm. We, last year, covered Jim and the Holograms on New Year's Eve, and we're doing it again this year. We had so much fun with this show. We did, We had to get back into the neons. I'm surprised we were able to wait that long to get back to it. I thought about it before, but you were, it's it's just so fitting of New Year's Eve to be having this music blasting, to be bumping. Ooh, bassing, just bassing hard, man. Guitars, (laughs) Slapping the sides of your ears, licking up the side of your neck, saying, enjoy me. You know you want to. Oh, Eric Raymond just doing blow right there in front of you somewhere. Eric Raymond is definitely doing blow somewhere. (laughs) 
He's wearing those sunglasses. Yeah, right? Yeah, he looks. This guy, Eric Raymond, who's the manager of the Misfits, takes all of his fashion cues from Jim Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the sunglasses inside, you can't trust this man. And you know he's just hiding some red-ass cocaine eyes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or his cocaine itself. I guess that's one place I wouldn't think to look. Yeah, I think Because so. it seems not like a good place to store uh-huh. cocaine. <laughs> it's not going to work out for long. It's not a long-term solution. Nor are drugs. True. So this show, Jim... Also known to us as Jim and the Holograms. Well, Jim is her name. Jim and the name! <laughs> Jim. If you forgot, she tells you about 20 times in the in the theme song, which I do love. I love the theme song to this it's show. Great. They have opportunities to give a lot of good music, and there's a lot of times where they uh they fail. That happens in this episode. Yeah. But since they have to have three music videos and songs per episode, I can kind of no, I can forgive it. This show, if you guys have not seen it before, guess what? It just left Netflix back in August. You fucking blew it. <laughs> and you can only watch it on New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, it's only allowed on New Year's Eve. That's that's what they should do on Netflix is only have it available for a 24-hour period. And this episode is kind of a companion piece to the last Brave Star episode that we covered. It is. It's kind of the Woodstock to that episode's Altamont. All right, yeah, yeah. I got back you on that, yeah. I, I tried to find us the craziest episode of Jim the Holograms. You did good, sir. <laughs> According to a plot. That I could, and I would say that we the first episode we watched, like there was some, uh, there's a wackiness to it because there's this synergy, artificial intelligence, holograms, but the drama was mostly from the soap opera aspect of it. Like, what's going to happen to the orphan house? <laughs> there's a fire. All these things. This one is just science fiction and and music non history. It's an alternate history where. Famous people in the past have alternate names because I don't know why there's some trademark dispute or something. It, it almost referenced some Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's it excellent is, journey. It is just about, yeah, it's, bogus, it's, it's Jim and the Holograms, <laughs> neato outing. Yeah, right? It pretty much is, man. Minus the phone booth. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a phone booth. No. They did have a DOS computer that was basically the time machine. Right. That's right. This is a time a time traveling episode of the 80s <laughs> program about an all-female band. That's usually what it's about. This time, it's about time travel. Let's discuss the plot. Mm. Jim, season two, episode 23. Originally broadcast January 6th, 1988. Entitled, Journey Through Time. The holograms are headlining the upcoming History of Music concert, and Eric Raymond wants to replace them with the Misfits. He calls on the mechanical genius Tech Rat, who builds a time machine that sends the holograms to the past. First, 1700s Austria, where they help Wolfgang Mozart. Then, 1940s England, sitting in with the swinging Ben Tiller Orchestra. And finally, Woodstock 1969, where they stop the now also time-lost misfits from headlining with guitarist Johnny Beldrix. We've returned to Jim and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. I really ha- like the show. It's I The opening it. makes me happy. The theme song, like I said, makes me happy. I'm a happy boy when this show's on. I'm too, man. I'm going to watch this once a year for the rest of my life. (laughs) But last year we said how we really wanted to watch the next episode right away. I'm still interested to know what happened because this is all the way like 40 episodes later or something. Like I want to know what happened. The house burned down, right? So what happens next? No nope. soap opera world, you know, you know, someone's died and they, they exactly. come back to life. That's yeah. that's appealing to me because but, you know, like because this episode is just so off the wall. Like, I don't know how they how they get away with it. Like we're, we're the because I, I know I, I'm sure boys watched the show, but like mostly it was a, a show for ladies, yeah. young ladies, <laughs> little girls. Like, Women. W- what did they think of this episode when it happened? Were they saying like 
this was a real depart. Like if a little girl writes in her journal, her like pink unicorn journal, a review, is it? This was really a departure for Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> I don't know why we were spending time in 1700s Austria. It starts off yet another music festival. Yeah. Again, this this episode pairs well. It's like the wine to the cheese of the Brave Star episode. Right, I we see did. that. I see that. Because yeah. it's another concert festival. Just huge. And I mean, I'm assuming they're headlining. They say the Jim and the Holograms are headlining, mm-hmm. that it's a festival. So other bands are playing. Okay, cool. I don't know which bands might be playing. This is... Apparently a huge deal. It's a very big thing. And yeah. the Misfits won on this, the bill, right? Right. If this is such a, if this is like the, uh, uh, what was it? The concert for Tibet or whatever, you know, like that we had in the nineties, like that you and I had in the nineties. Yeah. Yes. That little thing. <laughs> that little guy. Like if that, if that's this, this is that big a deal or like Live Aid or something like that. And it's a history of music. Why is a pop band headlining it? This is like the equivalent of Hanson in the nineties headlining a history of music concert. This is not like a musician's band. It's not that they're bad at what they do, but like they write bubblegum music. Pop brings people together, Will. Okay. The history of music. (laughs) That's true. So they're trying to put asses in seats. I'm saying that this is an offensive thing to a musician to have, like, I don't know what would be the equivalent now. Who are pop bands these days? Who are pop? Ariana Grande. Okay. If Ariana Grande headlined the history of world music concert. Yeah. I would say probably not appropriate. Yeah. Probably not the person who should be ending the night with a song about the history of music. Gotcha. Just my opinion. Okay. I'm with you. Like, they're not the Beatles. They just wrote some number ones, probably. And the music that they wrote for this <laughs> this episode, I'm going to blame the mis- or the, the holograms for it. They phoned it in. It's awful. <laughs> it is they're writing what I would call glee club music. Like this is like we had one at my high school called Esprit, which means spirit, I think, in, okay. in Spanish. And it's just like, you know, like sequin jackets or vests or whatever. Yeah. And and with the like the schmaltziest music that's just like, hey, we're singing about it. Arms up in the air, jazz hands. <laughs> Easy rhyme shit. schemes everywhere. Totally. And just like the corniest version of whatever kind of music you're actually doing. Yeah. So they, they have written that kind of music for this show that they are headlining as the biggest fucking band in the world. Yeah. Or at least in the, and I, I don't even know where they are. I would assume LA. It also sounds like it's like 70s variety show music as well. It does. Yeah, like it really just, does. again, just like the biggest version of everything that is the most obvious version of everything. The Disneyland version of everything. <laughs> the first song that they're trying out for the show is called Rock and Roll is Forever. Uh-huh. And you're already in my favorite and least favorite place, which is music about music. Yeah. I don't care for it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing with you. I think it's very funny, (laughs) though, to sing about how great rock and roll is. That's not as bad as singing about your own band, but it's still like, why is this important to sing about? (laughs) I don't know. It just seems strange to me. And it's a very schmaltzy thing to do. And this version that they do, it's like they took Little Richard and then just like, poured all milk into it. Okay. It is the white man's, white man's, white man's, white man's blues Uh that they're playing. In in a white neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. The corniest, corniest ass shit that you could play. I mean, my God, it's terrible. And the video, speaking of Disneyland, is like each one of the members of the holograms gets turned into a Disneyland version, like the Disneyland parade version Uh of their nationality. 
or their ancestors. Where they go on a magic flag ride. Yeah, it's, it's a tour of international <laughs> flags. The, the flags of the world. Yep. This is what you see them. And of course, Jim gets like, you know, this like nice American bathing suit or whatever the hell it is, some kind of dress. But everyone else gets the most stereotypical version of their ancestry yeah. that it could be. And like, okay, so fine. Like the one of them has red hair. So she is like in a kilt and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I guess that's okay. But the, the one, there's one that is of Asian descent. And she's like this close to being dressed like a geisha. (laughs) And again, it's not that these things aren't in their cultures, but it's like we don't dress like Jim. The version of America that Jim gets to dress as is like this stylish thing that's just her dressed in a dress. It's the summer wear. (laughs) It is. And it's just it's just colored like an American flag. Yeah. Whereas they all look like the cartoon version of somebody visiting China or whatever nation they're coming from, like. If it was a real American version of that, it would be like a guy, like a dock worker or something uh, like that, <laughs> or a taxi driver, I guess. You show up as a construction worker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just like whatever car, like one of the one of the village people showing up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all get zapped into these versions throughout the little video that they're doing. And when they came to, I think Shana is her name. There's one of the uh, holograms is a black woman. And they came to her and I just, I actually said out loud, no, 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 no. no. Like I was like, whatever you're going to do, you're not going to do it right. Leave her off screen. Yeah. They, I don't really, here's the thing. I looked it up. So uh-huh. I, I know that I, I tried to back this up with some research. They didn't give me her actual background. She doesn't speak with an accent of any kind. Uh-huh. They give her the Jamaican flag. You're on, you're on Ancestry.com. I, yeah. <laughs> just under the artist. Just like, in, <laughs> yeah, trying to find out. I mean, it's possible she has Jamaican background. It's not as bad as it could be. That's, I guess that's all I can say. You're like, wait, wait, she's not real. Hold on. She's not real. Well, no, but I mean, like, I thought that they were going to, like, they're going to put her like in Zulu tribal something or other. It's going to be terrible. And that they made her just like a, a Jamaican woman with maracas or something like that. I was like, okay, I guess this is the the better version of this terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was viscerally like, no, 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 no. You guys are going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. Mother. <laughs> it's, the, it's the 80s still, man. Their song that they actually finally perform at the end of this episode is almost as bad. If not, I don't know, in some ways worse. As far as just the quality of music goes, I'll peg it as worse. Yeah, it's pretty. The first one's just offensively uh-huh. uh, like stereotypical and bland. The last one is even more the ver- we're going to give them a tour of the world of music all the way down to the 1700s with Mozart. Like they're calling it, oh, it's just so like early high school or junior high drama club bullshit yeah. that they're doing. Like we're going to give you a lesson and entertain you at the same time in our own shitty way. <laughs> They say everything from Mozart, 1700s, to this thing that we're going to meet later, which uh-huh. is the 1940s, to this thing, which is the 1960s. That's not that wide a swath of music, you know? <laughs> You're right. And one guy's not even a, a well, real person. That's the thing. They meet a Jimi Hendrix stand-in in this episode called Johnny Beldrix. And they also meet a stand-in for the Glenn Miller Orchestra, right, yep. which is the Ben Tiller Orchestra. But in this song, they reference and show Elvis, John Lennon, 
uh, George Gershwin, like a bunch of people. And I think they even say Glenn Miller and uh, maybe on accident instead of Ben Tiller, but they still stick with Johnny Beldricks. Yeah, I guess there there wasn't license licensing or, uh, you know, clearance issues with those. Yeah, kind of weird. Kinda it's crazy. very strange. It is, man. The other side of the tracks is where the misfits live, who are just keeping the textiles industry alive uh-huh. single-handedly. <laughs> they are dressed so loud yeah. and so mismatched. It's I mean, it's in, it's confrontational. They they got a little more face paint than your normal uh, wrestler okay. would. You know how <laughs> yes. You know how some ladies might just draw in their eyebrows? Uh-huh. Okay. These ladies have like shaved off their eyebrows and they're just using pink makeup. Yeah. Just like pink <laughs> highlighter to draw it back in. Uh green hair, but they're also like one of them is wearing tights and one leg is leopard print and one leg is like camo. It's just the busiest shit. It's like, it's it's a nightmare. It, it's like, like come pe- on, come on, Punky Brewster, what are you doing over here? <laughs> it's like a, mind, right? It's like that Pokemon episode that made everybody have seizures. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that happened back in the '90s. Like it was just there's certain lights and colors display made people have seizures. Made kids, a bunch of kids have seizures. Wow, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Do you have epilepsy? I don't know. Maybe let's find maybe, out. Maybe, maybe I haven't watched the right Pokemon episode. I have a strobe light. <laughs> you want to help me with that? I have 14 strobe lights. Travis. <laughs> yes. Activate. Yeah. Voice activated yes. strobe lights. <laughs> the Misfits, uh, the only member I can think of is Pizzazz. She is the green-haired leader of the group. They all are like bad girls or uh. whatever, but she especially is a psychopath. Oh, like completely. not even a sociopath. She has no conscience. <laughs> she is just a, a brat writ large. Yeah. When things don't go her way, she shoves people. She wants something. She she calls her manager and says, Eric, I just caught Lindsay Pierce's show. You better figure out a way to get us the headline act at the World History of Music concert. But pizzazz. No buts, mister. Get us in that concert or get a new job. All right, all right. Daddy, I want the doll. (laughs) They're a band of Tanya Hardings. Okay. In tights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's basically saying, I want that. I will commit any crime or I will hire someone to commit a crime to get it. Hey, Let's break some kneecaps. I want to be singing on that thing. <laughs> well, fucking, this is not what band rivalries are like. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, we have had the beat. This is the Beatles running the Rolling Stones off the road on the way to the gig or something. Like, we've had rivalries, and there's something to be Sh- said. Shooting up a tour bus or exactly, something. Exactly. Yeah. These things have happened, but not to this level of insanity. Even just like getting into fights that's happened, you know, like between bands or whatever. Yeah. Like, Axel Rose, didn't he fight somebody at some point? A bunch of people. I'm sure he, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's still fighting right now. He's fighting age. Ooh. Yeah. And being unimportant in most people's lives. <laughs> What's Axel Rose doing on, on New Year's Eve? I, I think he's, he's watching probably, I think he's watching Jim. I think he's on Twitter. Okay. Probably. <laughs> he's tweeting right now. <laughs> Jim's on mute in the background. Yeah. They're just they're a terrible group of people. And they're totally enabled by Eric Raymond. And his cocaine. And his cocaine <laughs> brain, man. He really like he just he seems kind of nervous. Like, or he seems angry and snivelingly evil, kind of, in a, in a very real way. Like, I believe it, 100%. He's always plotting. Tech rat, what is going on here? Tech rat, what is happening here? <laughs> Hi, girls. I guess we got a bit carried away. Suits and sunglasses. I mean, how can you trust the man? I, I said it before. This is not a way to trust to, to do business, but it was at the time. He sleeps in a suit. Yeah. Greed is good. 
Mm-hmm. It's 1985. <laughs> Do you know where your children are? Probably at the bank getting money because money is good. And yep. It's the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Greed's still hot. Gre- oh, greed is just like the new pink. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fashion style. Just all day. Just dresses knit out of greed. <laughs> <laughs> greed in your gas can. <laughs> and he, I think he at this point, I don't even think he he just wanted money, and then he signed this band, the Misfits, yeah. not realizing. What a bunch of crazy fucking people he hired. So now he's stuck with them contractually. And yeah. I think that's why he's wearing the sunglasses because he's so strung out dealing with these ladies that are just nightmares. They're busting up every hotel room. You know, they're just, they're going on like sofas right out the, right yeah, out the window. They're man. doing the Rage Against the Machine, jump on top of the thing at the VMAs, you know, because you didn't win. Awesome. Sort of thing. So awesome. Yeah. Well, they're doing it just to cause trouble. <laughs> like they're, they sure, certainly shouldn't have won any awards, the Misfits. Although I do tend to like their music. Yeah, per show, I, it's probably yeah. better than than, than gyms. They, they push it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're a little edgier. They push the envelope yeah, a little bit. Yeah, But he will, Eric, I think if I ever needed a manager for something and I really was cutthroat about it, mm-hmm. I would hire Eric in a heartbeat because he's willing to hire, in the first episode, he hired a criminal to break into their house and scare them. <laughs> and then the house catches on fire. And now in this episode, he hires a tech genius to, do, to invent a time machine. He's willing to go to any lengths for his clients. The most evil of tech geniuses. Yes. Tech rat. <laughs> tech rat looks like boy George before his coffee in the morning and four hours of makeup. Yeah. Like he's got half a shaved head before it was really the cool thing. And his, he also looks like the the Asian scientist from Jurassic Park. Yeah, he did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was in all his 80s shows. That's right. Right. Yeah. Well, he all, his voice. His voice is like a five on a scale of one to Cobra Commander. <laughs> it's right there, It's man. like just, it's like, maybe, oh, maybe that's his origin. He's like young Cobra Commander. Yeah, it's Cobra when you call him in the morning and like people are sleeping behind him or whatever, he's you like, know? He's I a whisper I'm trying voice. to be quiet. I don't want to wake them. He's, he's it's what such, you, but mean, it's not, it's not that, it's not Cobra Commander's actor, but it sounds so close that I, <laughs> I really wanted it to be him. Man, it does, bro. It's crazy. I'm going to use it to send Jem and the holograms back in time. He is a young, he seems to be young, the way uh-huh. he's dressed. He's like dressed in a, like, you know, like, I guess in the 80s you're wearing a, like a blazer yeah. and it's brightly colored and you push up the, it's like kind of Miami Vicey, <laughs> but also mixed with Breakfast Club. The 80s was just brightly colored. I think we can just, we can say that as a general it's, note. Uh, the past so bright, you gotta wear shades to remember <laughs> it. Pastel wasn't a thing. No, not so much. I mean, you could mix the pastels like pinks and purples with the as brightest a, ones. As an undertone. Yeah. Yeah, you wear it underneath the jacket. Yeah. It's it's what was considered like classy was like a bright pastel. Yeah. <laughs> Tech Rat, I don't know, seems to be anywhere between like 15 and 18 probably. He's, okay. he's a young guy. Yeah. And he is a tech genius. He does machines. <laughs> Heavy. Heavy. And, and the type of machine he does in this episode is a time machine. Is an ATM. <laughs> he, yeah, it might as well be. It is Neon DOS is this thing. But his time machine is a big computer screen with a keyboard and a, and a desktop. Right. And you type words into it. You you just tell it through. It's, it's text-based. Yeah. You tell it who you want to time travel and where and when you want them to go. And whether those people are in the room or half the city away, like the, like the holograms are, it just goes there. At best, that could only make a log of what you're doing yeah. if you input it in, in yourself. You're writing what shows up on the receipt <laughs> right. for the time travel that yeah. you received. Today, what did it do It was here? a time travel service. Yeah, it's a typewriter. And I, I want to know, did Eric contact him and ask for a time machine? To get, is this, this is, how is this the solution? Like, the time machine is his pitch for how to solve their problem. Like, they're like, call my tech guy. He'll come up with something. Yeah. How about a time machine? 
That'll solve the issue. <laughs> like at this point, space travel is actually a more reasonable solution to their problem. Just send the holograms into space because that's something we've actually invented is a rocket. We've sent people to space. We don't have time machines. Yeah. <laughs> These don't exist. But he's like, you know what? Let me. I'm going to do this a custom job for you. Yeah. I'm going to invent a time machine. Maybe maybe Tech Rat was just a cocaine dealer. And this was a byproduct of <laughs> this is a byproduct of, of that 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 dealing. <laughs> it never meant to go this far. The most cocaine dusted cartoon <laughs> this side of the eighties. That's exactly what happens. He types in Jim and the holograms, seventeen eight whatever it was, seventeen eighty one. Yeah, Austria. So we're in 1781 Austria. Okay. Great. Cool. What's going on there? Well, people are speaking English uh-huh. solely, it yep. seems like. There's a dearth of German accents, even amongst those speaking English. Yeah. Jim and the holograms are zapped there, and they're not really too concerned with what's happened. Right. They they just show up there. Also, Synergy, their giant room-sized <laughs> computer... <laughs> Manages, and this is a running bit. She, she, she's mobile. She is mobile as all get out. Well, they drop tune. her. They drop her. In, like they just. They're like, where are you, Synergy? And she is in the basement of this castle or wherever they're <laughs> hanging out. And every time they time travel, she ends up in another unlikely place. If they had time traveled underwater, she would be in a whale's belly, so she's yeah. not getting wet or something. Like it's just. So, it's. It, I think it is intended for humor. If it's not, they managed to stumble on something that I think is a very funny recurring bit. But it's just. Why did she have to even time travel with them? Yeah, right. She's like, I'm on a Southwest flight to Miami I right said, now. Yeah. Like, come on. What are you? What are you doing? You can't fit in a plane. Yeah, there's synergy. The holograms immediately ask synergy and the little and Jim's earrings to blend in. Those earrings. Those earrings are great. They're good earrings. And they came, they were an accessory Yeah, to blend in. So immediately you have all the holograms. And this is a great episode for those that probably like want to collect all the different appearances of the, like the gym fashion, (laughs) because you get, you get, well, at least in two places, you get different ones. And this, they all start wearing petticoats that suddenly they have petticoats on and they have about five tons of powdered wig between the five of them. Yeah. Like just (laughs) hair six feet tall above them. And they're met by another powdered wig. Oh, who is that? I don't know. Just a, a rascal. A vagabond, (laughs) a hound dog by the name of Amadeus Wolfgang Mozart. Wolfie. Wolfie is his name. (laughs) Played by Cam Clark, who played Leonardo in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Uh playing the funniest version of Mozart you're bound to hear anywhere. Definitely. Uh, He is just a man child who's giggling Uh all the time, uh, like totally flirty, just cannot take care of himself. Falling asleep at the piano, like it, yeah. like he's like he, a baby who needs he, nap. Yeah, he's he's acting like the the owner of Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, <laughs> just right, that? yeah, yeah, just okay, around, giggling and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Please allow me to introduce myself, Wolfgang Mozart. You may call me Wolfie. <laughs> Not even thrown by the appearance of these women, yeah, just like right. where'd my sister go? <laughs> You guys are here now. Fine. Because this time machine, the way it works, it it's supposed to be displacement. If you move something into the past, something from that time will have to come to the present. So Mozart's sister appears in the present, but that's just one person. And they time traveled five people in a computer into the past. True. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't have to. Guess what? It's a time machine. They've already <laughs> broken the seal on making sense on this one. Ain't going to happen. Yes. I love this version of Mozart. It is so disrespectful to history. And and that's my favorite, one of my favorite kinds of humor. Disrespect. Yeah, disrespect. <laughs> okay. They love him. They say out loud, 
he's gorgeous. I did a little digging. Firstly, the portraits I could find of Mozart, he looks like a grandma. Okay. Like every other man at the time in the portraits. Like, <laughs> you, were, you were born a grandma. Yeah, you're just, you're born into grandma C. <laughs> but also, looking up, like just reading about him, he was known for being small, pale, thin, and poxmarked. He had like bad acne or something like that that left him poxmarked. <laughs> So this just normal guy who happened, he looks like you know our, our versions of George Washington, kind of. Yeah. This normal man is not what they, and he would not be gorgeous to them. These are women who are living in America in 1988. They have seen Tom Selleck at this point, and they think Mozart is gorgeous. <laughs> it's not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> Disrespectful humor. No respect. Yeah, spit on that history book, and I'll laugh. This show is so stuffed full of shit because they go to three different time periods in three acts. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> pumping it in there like a jam, a jam jar. They have a kind of a plot, uh, a problem in each act. And this one is that Mozart is going to perform, but his, I, I wrote down the name because I haven't, this, like the 80s was Mozart's decade because you had Amadeus, the movie, uh -huh. and you had Rock Me Amadeus, the song, and then this episode. Yeah. So this guy is just... <laughs> Coming up on all ends of the media. And a commercial somewhere there. I'm sure he was, yeah. So this guy, like, Mozart was rolling in A it. Pillsbury commercial. <laughs> Hot off the presses. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Rolls. Yeah, right. He's in the, in the kitchen. Jamming yeah. So I'm, I wrote, I had to look it up. Okay. Because, again, I was like, well, maybe they know something I don't. Because I really don't know anything about Mozart. Looked it up. So in the movie Amadeus, which was not that long before, I think it was like four years before this or something. Okay. Salieri is the name of the composer that in that film is his rival. They're mirroring in this the rivalry between the Misfits and Jim and the Holograms because in this version of it, Salieri has men, like hired goons, who are just there to stop Mozart from getting to the concert that he's supposed to play, right. <laughs> which makes him like the Mafia Don composer. I want this guy, I want to see this villain. Like, I want to see him on other things where he's like, you think you can... Uh perform for this king huh yeah we'll see about that get him boys you know that's so, like i wanted to see that version of him right, yeah but you don't you barely see the guy he's already at the concert because he's doing exactly what the misfits are going to do in the present just have yeah. mozart not perform and show up this is not true to history at all i mean obviously the goons like that's it's something like salieri and him this has all been played up like there's no real evidence to point to them having a rivalry and i'm betting the writers on the show just saw amadeus which played up the rivalry yeah and then said yeah, we'll, we'll just do that. Yeah, grandmas don't have battles like that. You know? I don't know. I, I think some grandmas that, like, depending on, like, there are certain types of grandmas depending who, like. Depending on your grandma. Oh, buddy. Like a backhanded compliment fight. Yeah. You ever been in the, in the middle of one of those? Oh, man. At a knitting concert? <laughs> just the looks. Just looking. <laughs> just, yeah, the looks. And it's just four women knitting on stage together at the same time. You're just watching it like, this is beautiful. Yes. Well, that's what Jim and the holograms are there to help with, I guess, uh, if there is a Bill and Ted's arc to all of this. Yeah. They're back then to make sure Mozart. And here's the thing. They have no respect for the timeline, much like in Dino Riders, where it's like you're traveling through time. You're probably causing all kinds of damage to changing the future. <laughs> they help Mozart get to the concert. And so what did that do to our timeline? How did it fuck it up? It murdered a bunch of fish. At least a bunch of fish. <laughs> at least. At worst. At least. At, at worst. Best. At no, worst no. and at least. <laughs> yes. At best. Whatever. At worst, a bunch of fish. At least. 
a bunch of fish. <laughs> but they help him with that. I mean, that's the, the whole thing. Like, they distract the the guys, the goons, with their holograms and everything. And it's all, all over. It's fine. Yeah. Like, big fucking deal. Who cares? That takes us to England, 1944. World War II is a blazing. <laughs> Bombs are being dropped. Planes buzzing overhead and below on the streets of London, the Ben Tiller Orchestra, a big, a swinging big band is having practice. These dames show up out of nowhere, Jim and the holograms, and these two guys, I mean, there's fires in the building, so they're just out walking around. I guess that's what you did at the time. Like, yeah, that generation was just used to walking around with bombs being dropped. You walked around flames. and you wrote letters. Yeah, that's it. Letters that would later be collected. Yeah, you wouldn't even talk to your friends. You would just write letters to your friends and send it. <laughs> Five days later, they get the one from when you were hanging yeah. out. Like, dude, why didn't you just t- just tell me this info? <laughs> well, no, people people didn't share their feelings. Certainly not in London. That's true. Only in letters, though, would you ever reveal them. <laughs> Torrid letter affairs. I don't like you that much. <laughs> they are two of these members who are on break, and I assume that they have to have been drinking. Because they come up on Jim and the Holograms. They make fun of the fact that they're female musicians. That's uh, way more typical of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's accurate. Right off top. A <laughs> female band? Come on. I can't wait to spring you on Ben. Come on and watch our rehearsal. You shouldn't be outside with all the buzz bombs dropping anyway. Ben, look at what we've found. Lady musicians. Y'all should come back to practice with us. <laughs> I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. I've been in bands. Word on the street is, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Go look it up. Look, check out my wiki. This is not something you should do. It gets done, but it's not supposed to happen. Not only not only just, it doesn't, female, male, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It, it does tend to happen with women more, I think, because a guy runs into a girl and he wants to probably impress her yeah, some you way. You shouldn't walk the street picking people. Well, like you that. can do that. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Don't bring strangers to the band practice. That okay. throws everything off. Yeah, and that's what they right. do. They say, hey, you should come back. If your musicians come and hang out with us <laughs> at our practice that we're having that we're supposed to be at right now, they show up and Ben Tiller is kind of like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, I thought they could sit in. This is the worst position to be put in. Yeah. Like they're right there. Uh-huh. And he's just like, I don't know about that. Like what it should be is, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Hey, can I talk to you guys over here? And then just fucking rip them a new one for putting you in this terrible situation of people being in front of you and you having to say to them, no, this clearly is a bad idea. You shouldn't be here. We're a 10 piece band and you want to sit in with us? Yeah. Five people? (laughs) This is insanity. This is our livelihood, man. Seriously, it's going to sound like shit. And the only reason it doesn't is because they don't sit in on anything but vocals. Yeah. But it's still like an unreasonable thing to do. (laughs) They come in with a keytar. (laughs) Yeah. They should have been traveling with that. It'd blow somebody's (laughs) mind if they saw that. But they sit in with them, and there really is no drama to this act. It's just that they show up, they get invited to play, they play, it goes off well. Uh, The song that they play is called We're Making It Happen. Together we're making it happen. We're making the bells of liberty ring. By getting into that, that wonderful swing. We're adding new notes to those red, white, and blue. It sounds like a, a motto for a company or like a foundation. Like you like you see the commercial, you're not sure what the company does, and they're just like, Adco, we're making it happen. <laughs> yeah. And right. you don't know what it is that they do, but you know that they're making it happen. All day, every All day. day. <laughs> every fiscal we're quarter. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it, and we made it happen. <laughs> Successfully. They, they play the show, mm-hmm. and guess what? 
That's pretty much it until the bombs start to drop. <laughs> this is... <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, we're in something right yeah, now. Yeah, well, th- both commercial breaks. This one ends with bombs being dropped and people screaming. The first commercial break is Jim and the Holograms watching Mozart put on his concert and then their holograms malfunction and they change back to how they look yeah. and they're mistaken for witches, which reminded me of the Ghostbusters episode we did with all the, where uh-huh. they were uh, yep. traveling back to Pilgrim times. Yep. Everyone just reacts angrily and chases them out, like not even afraid of them. They're just, <laughs> fuck you, you're witches, and throwing stones at them. Uh, yeah, I want to run towards you. So two very violent, like real deal Act breaks, yeah. and this one, it's screaming, like the building's coming down, they're bombing, and then when you come back, still screaming, and they just disappear as the building collapses, so everyone they were hanging out with, Gone. then Tiller Band, yeah, all done. <laughs> Which, I mean, there were a lot of, you know, a lot of casualties in yeah. the war, but you just introduced these people to us. You you, you brought t- them into our home. Yeah, you titanic does. Yeah, Thanks and then you fucking dude. killed them. <laughs> what is this show trying to accomplish? They just showed us death. Like, this is war. <laughs> Nineteen sixty-nine, baby. Yeah. Oh, we're in the swinging sixties. Oh, People are dropping L. Uh huh. And smoking doobies, smoking D's, and, yeah. and listening to M. Long hair everywhere. Oh, baby, don't care. Zeppelin coming in. <laughs> Beatles breaking up. Blendrix. Blenny, exactly. Blenny Blendrix. Blamby Blumblix. <laughs> this is where we meet Johnny Beldrix. Yep. Who is. Completely just drawn as Jimi Hendrix, yes. like everything Wait, about can him. Say, can we say his name? We can't. Okay, so good. here's my here's my guess at this. Okay, the Jimi Hendrix because he died young and like left behind a bunch of tapes and you know demos and all these and yeah. albums that weren't released and all this shit. Like there are so many Jimi Hendrix albums. If you go to uh, the record store where those still exist, <laughs> like uh, when I used to go buy albums and shit, like there would be so many Jimi Hendrix albums, uh-huh. lots of live albums, the, uh, lots of albums of shit that he didn't release, all this stuff. And so because people are trying, it's, it's like Tupac, where it's like the guy recorded a lot of stuff yeah. and now you're releasing it posthumously, but there's all the music that he approved and mixed right. is on these three albums right here. So he left his family and whoever's in, in charge of his uh, estate now. Yeah. Yep. There's a Jimi Hendrix estate that is in part uh, in charge of all this stuff. So I'm wondering if they would have had to have like approved of that. Yeah, they put it. Yeah, put a cease on everything. Well, know? yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't like uh, I don't. There, it's there's I think a reasonable amount of if you're parodying somebody, it's different. But I guess just including them as a straight up character. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, but I mean, and maybe they just didn't want to cross into like the realness of history. Yeah. But I don't understand with the Glenn Tiller, Glenn, Glenn Miller thing, why they went with Ben Tiller and then. They should have like also gone with Blotzart or something like that. <laughs> yeah, just across the board. Goatzart. Yeah, Velvis. Yeah, Velvis. <laughs> Fractured my Velvis over here. Yeah, right. Blotzart though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they meet Johnny Beldrix, and he's upset uh, because the Misfits are now lost in time as well <laughs> because Pizzazz was mouthing off to Tech Rat, uh-huh. and Tech Rat said an important thing. They shouldn't have messed with the guy at the controls. You. Jerk! Where do you think I get the money to pay idiots like you? You don't you don't mess with the doorman. Yep. You're you become friends with the doorman. Yep. Friends with the security guy. Yep. Be friends with your engineer. Yes. The person with the knobs. The guy who makes your food as well, though. Same idea. Yeah. And so when she mounts off to him, he sends her and the misfits back to 1969 Woodstock. Yep. They have already hooked up. By the uh-huh. time Jim and the holograms arrive, they've already hooked up. With Beldrix's manager, who is 
the spitting image of every sleazy 1970s <laughs> porn director you could imagine, like balding but long hair, sunglasses, the, the, open the leather, shirt. Yeah, yeah, the leather uh, moccasin vest yeah, or whatever yeah. that shit was. Just this guy, is he's got a super eight out. If, if this guy really existed, he's got the super eight and he's like, wouldn't it be cool if you ladies started to kiss a little bit? Like that's that guy right there. And hey, you have a sister. <laughs> off, off top. Yeah, exactly. He's looking for family members. He pulls up to any hitchhiker and immediately is offering them a job. Yeah, he's past friends. He's on, he's on his family members yeah. and stuff. They've already hooked up with this guy, and they're, they've made it so that they're going to headline Woodstock with Johnny Belgix supporting them. I don't really understand how that's all going to work. That all happens off screen. It's already happening. And so Belgix <laughs> is pissed off. Then the holograms appear, and he's dealing with them. Beldrix is just such a bad, like, don't even name him that close. If you're going to do Beldrix sounds like something you take for sciatica or like, Spindrix. like, yeah, like these bad. I, I love these, uh, the names of medicines right. because they, sometimes they're, they're perfect. And there are ones that are named for what it does. Like focalin is uh-huh. a kind of like Ritalin that makes you focus. It's focal, oh, focalin, you know, it, so it's focus, but like they're Zeralto. Z- yeah. There are other ones that are just. You don't have to, they're not based off of chemicals, the names, like they have generic names yeah. that are the actual chemical compound. So you can name them anything you want. You can name it happiness probably or something like that. But instead you end up with something with my favorite, Zeljans. <laughs> <laughs> what is this for? It doesn't, I could take any number of guesses. Right. Zeljans. <laughs> and so Beldrix to me is just another Zeljans. Yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Zeljans. <laughs> Johnny Zeljans on the guitar. The holograms are going to help him basically get out of this contract or get the misfits to not play. Yeah. They summon the power again of holograms. This time, Synergy, the room-sized computer, is has been magically transported <laughs> to a moving that's truck. That's yeah. her name now, the room-sized yeah. computer. Yeah. Room-sized computer. She is somehow been tra- – they, they check in with her every time they they try time travel. And they're like, hey, Synergy, where are you at now? And they see, you hear her voice. She's like, well, I'm in a moving truck. And you shoot over to a truck – inside a truck, an 18-wheeler, and she's in the back. Strapped, she's just strapped down. <laughs> being pulled wherever they go. She has no agency whatsoever. Neither do the, neither do the holograms in this. But they call on Synergy's powers of hologram illusions <laughs> to <laughs> illusion casting to create a super 60 out version, 60s out version of Eric Raymond, their yeah, manager, yeah. who is not time traveling. He's still in the present. But I, I don't I mean, they're so pizzazz and the other misfits. I don't know why they would like respect him at all. I, I, they, they don't. That's the thing is like he shows up. He's wearing like a Nehru jacket and Beetlejuice bell bottoms, yeah. like black and white stripes, right, yeah, yeah. And gold medallion. And this hologram of him comes out and says like, hey, you can't be with him as a manager. I'm your manager. And that manager's like, I'm not getting in the middle of all this deal, you know, whatever. And that <laughs> ruins the deal. They're not going to play anymore. Yeah. And so Beldrix can go on. And as he does, you stay backstage, but you hear that they're starting to play the Star Spangled Banner. Uh-huh. It is like a, a lot of people were offended that he covered that. The real Jimi Hendrix played that at the concert. They thought it was disrespectful of the song and of the nation. Right. At that time, too, with, the, you know, I guess rock was, you know, cute as, rock is cute the as devil's devil. music. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But this version is the offensive version. It's so bad. Like it's like Jimi Hendrix's version is, is soaring and majestic. And right. this is just like, bah, 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 bah. Like, it's just like children. If you put children in, at school of rock to do this, this is what they would come up with. Blowing again. Carmine. Carmine. Yeah. Right here, boss. I brought you the machine. 
Great! Even without the misfits, I've got my secret light show box to beef up this show. The kids are gonna love it! That plot yep. is now wrapped up. Holograms, misfits, they're all stuck in the past still. The solution, the thing that gets them out of the past, has nothing to do with anything the holograms do. Nope. It's only that because of the displacement thing with the time machine, uh-huh. that Tech Rat and Eric Raymond are surrounded by hippies now. Yes. Annoying. Like all the, it's mostly men who just look like they're all clones of Charles Manson. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Like all long beards and hair. And they're just and they're being so stereotypically hippie-ish. Far out. Hippies? This is getting worse and worse. Hey man, groovy threads you got on. Hey man, don't get uptight. It makes real bad vibes, you know? Bummer! This is turning into a real bad trip, man. And it's just their annoyance with these hippies. Like, they talk about it like, we gotta get these hippies out of here. Like, they have a roach infestation or something. (laughs) That's the only reason that they bring back everybody. Like, they bring back holograms and misfits alike so that they can send home all the hippies. (laughs) And it's such a, like, okay, so the holograms are not heroes at all in this, really. Like, all they did is just get sent through one, three stages of a time travel video game. And exploited their situation. (laughs) Yeah. All they did is play music at one of them. Like, that's a... That was nothing. Pizzazz and the Misfits blame Eric Raymond for this, of course. Or Tech Rat. I guess they're, they, but they ultimately blame Eric. And so Pizzazz gets on the computer, the time machine. Yep. And she types in Eric Raymond. And what, I don't even remember what she typed, but it must have been uh, Dino Riders. (laughs) (laughs) Because she sends Eric, this is like, this show is already crazy enough, but at least they're time traveling to times when it's just humans. She sends him back to like the Mesozoic era. Yeah. And in his place, so he's confronted with a brontosaurus, and in his place is a, a baby dino straight out of Land Before Time. Yes. In the present. <laughs> and I wish that they would have just kept the baby dinosaur and had it be their agent for the rest of the season. Like, they can just yell at this baby dinosaur when things don't go right. Dude, that makes so much sense. It would be way better. It'd be so funny. They should have stuck with these, these arc-style things for these shows. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can do something different every episode, but have a, a subplot in the background. Well, yeah, or Synergy and the Dinosaur. They, they become like a team duo. You know, they I'm kinda, into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, now, now, now you got me. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> Well, Eric just gets chased by the brontosaurus and then somebody busts up the machine and all the time travel shit goes back, you know, is reverted. Everybody's back in their own time. Hippies are dead. Hippies, hippies <laughs> probably got caught up in limbo somewhere. But all of everybody who came from the 80s is back in the 80s just yeah. in time for Jim the Holograms to compose an entire song <laughs> and go comp- perform this terrible song that starts off with like harpsichord sounds in honor of Mozart that we talked about before. Blows art. <laughs> it all ends in a dinosaur sighting. No doubt, man. We need to start marking down how many dinosaurs sightings we've had in individual cartoons like how many times dinosaurs show up in cartoons whether it's in a dinosaur centric cartoon like dino riders or dino saucers yeah or whatever else or just anything else that's because we got gi joe they had dinos now we got dinos here that's true but with 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 the dinosaur cartoons what pops in their cartoon that we need to check for quality (laughs) robot there's quality we do a robot sure yeah sure i think what we've agreed on is that unless there's a particular guest or or reason to come back to Jim in the meantime. Right. We're not going to be seeing Jim and the Holograms until New Year's Eve 2019. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. I can deal with that. Yeah. I mean, we can, I think we can talk about them on our podcast. <laughs> we're allowed. We, let's, there are certain things that we're not allowed to talk about. We have a list on the wall. We're governing we're our, always, our own, <laughs> our own boundaries. It's so weird. It's like the FCC has banned us from talking about, it's <laughs> on the no fly list. So strange. 
I love Jim. I, I I feel like we're there's only so many episodes that we can watch that are crazy enough for just you and I to talk about. <laughs> but I would love to have some other people to come on and talk about it. Well, we got one year to figure it out, Will. Yeah, I know. I think we can do this. Well, in the meantime, if we can find someone, I would love to come back to it sooner and talk about it more. Because I want to know what happened with the fire at the house and everything from the first episode. Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Well, it's been a great, a great year, man. 2018 has been a great it year. It has, man. For 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 everything, our our podcast, our relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, this toy business, man. You are absolutely correct. Yes, we have sir. learned more about toys in 365 days <laughs> than most people do in their whole lifetimes, right? or should yeah, in their definitely, lifetimes. Definitely. So shout out to Pop in a Box right here, buddy. All right. These these are the cute little uh, bobbleheads we always make fun of. This and, is adorable. And, <laughs> right? This is adorable. This is a, extra adorable. I love it. It really is, man. There's just every place you go now that has anything related to what could be considered like nerd or genre culture yeah. has these. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like I went to a record store. It used to be a Sam Goody. Right. But now it's some other name uh-huh. in Louisiana recently. And it was like, yeah, there's just an entire corner of the store that's these <laughs> damn things. You go into any place, they're there. They're addictive, man. They like, are. They are. I you, love you're them. You were trash talking it. We went to the Toys R Us thing, we, we bought things. like four of them. Yeah, exactly. It just happens. It's lovely. So this is Jim of Jim and the Holograms. Yes, yes. The Pink pop, hair, uh-huh. magenta eyeshadow. Yeah, pop animation, all that. Yes, I sir. love it. Any guess on what this might be, Goodwill? It says 479 on the box. That's the number. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, number, yeah number so I'm going to say... Oh, you're using math with that? $47.90. Oh, Ooh, Will. It is going to be $10.99. I mean, I'm not used to them being that cheap, even new. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So $10.99 for that. All right, man. Let's go to the next one, shall we? <laughs> we'll go with the men's silver holographic <laughs> spiked romper. Now, this, this never actually was on Jim and the Holograms. But it should have been. But I looked up... I was like, you know what? Let me look up Jim and the Holograms weird stuff. <laughs> and and this popped up. <laughs> it's just oh, a, my God. It's just a clothing item. It has nothing to do with Jim, but but I thought, you know what? This 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 could have appeared. It should have. <laughs> Tech Rat should have been wearing this. So let me, I'm going to describe it okay. real quick. So we've got a form-fitting hoodie that is also a onesie that only goes like, it basically it is for men, although a woman could easily wear it as well. And it's well, well, a romper. romper. So yeah, yeah so it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like, like a onesie with very, very short shorts and very tight. It's made out of like silver lycra. Yep. And the inside of the hood is rainbow colored and as are all of the spikes on the arms and on the head and it has giant shoulder pads that point up like like a, a like a medieval knight. Right. It looks like he's trying to be like a space age dinosaur knight or it something is, like right? that. It's yeah. So, it's so crazy. Oh my god. And it's on I'm assuming it looks like a Ken doll made large, like a big <laughs> mannequin with details to it. It's great. I'm going to say $100 to this. Wow. It's worth more to me. Wow. You're like, it's priceless to my This soul. experience is priceless. Definitely. All right, man. So you can get this thing that's not really related to Jim and Holograms at all for $125. Not too far off. I think you'd have to pay in space credits if you're wearing this thing. <laughs> hey, hey, wearing that, you can like do or, you can do the robot dance anywhere and everyone's just like be like, oh, that's cool. It's better that sexual favors, I think. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right, man. The last big ticket item. If you want to look that up. Oh, my God. It's pretty ridiculous. Wow. So this is going to be the Jim and the Holograms riot. He comes in later in the series, <laughs> I think. We'll, we'll know in, what, like 30 years? Yeah. <laughs> 
don't know who he is. Um, so uh, this is a uh, 2016 Jim and the Holograms. Is this on custom made? Collection. Okay. So this is a limited edition. This okay. is a uh, limited edition 500. It's uh, really collectible. And uh, it's brand new in a box, good sir. Yeah, all of his clothes. Look at those accessories. You are wear- just like mate. Like he's got Beatles boots. He's got like boots with buckles, <laughs> boots with metal marbles on. <laughs> right. The hand. Did you see the uh, handbag? Yeah, he's just got. Into- oh man, this man is decked out. Let's say two hundred dollars, because this thing is more like a, a Barbie style doll. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. All right, man. So you can get this this big old hunk right here. $275, Will. Not too far off. Right? From what I, I thought I might have gone over. Wow. What'd be funny is if in a little hidden black bag inside of his uh, his box, he has that that spike romper. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> would be a good... That's a that's a hidden little gem A there. good accessory for him, absolutely. A hidden gem. Yeah. Ah, Give me that. That's right. All right, well, that was uh, that was Jim and the Holograms uh-huh, yeah. uh, Nido excursion. <laughs> and... I, it looks like, oh man, it looks like the ball's about we, to come we, down we, we, over we're here. We're coming up on it, man. We're coming yeah, up yeah, on okay. It. So 319 is fast approaching. And, it is. It and is, Jim yeah. and Graham, so we, we've talked about them. We've heard them play. Yep. So I guess uh, we, we got to get this out before the ball drops. It's okay, cold out here. It's uh, cold. 10. Okay, so yeah. we, uh, we got, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh-huh, yep. At DP Tooncast. Yeah. You can email us. DPTooncast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can follow us on Facebook. Yep. Facebook.com forward slash DPTooncast. Travis, go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Listen, be sure to check out our rap music video on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992 X-Men animated series theme with Sir Mixlots Baby Got Back. Just search Days Past Tooncast. X-Men attack. Double up. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, come on. Okay. It looks like the ball. Okay. Yeah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, are you ready? Ten. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four, three, two, one. Have a year. Travis, give me a big one, you big lug. Happy New Year from the Days Past yes. Tooncast, everyone. Happy 2019. We got some plans in store, so be back next time. Oh, man. Oh, we're doing it. <laughs> Until then, tutor my tutor. Tutor my tutor. You better fucking watch out, kids. <laughs> You're like breathing fire and yeah. shit. <laughs> you don't want to invite this clown to your party. <laughs> That's right. Guitarist, Jommy, Jommy Bell Brocks. Hologram USA. Holograms USA, everyone. It's hologram capital of the USA. Afloat USA. Afloat USA town. <laughs> Money town. <laughs> Money town USA. Don't take it to Money town USA. You, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You're outside of Money town USA yeah. now. You're in like yeah. Money Money County. Money town Money USA. Town, USA. He's been free basing sugar <laughs> in the back room. Jim is my name. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Jim is my name. Jim! <laughs> Just yelling. Hey, what was your name? Jim! Uh, Jim Jim is my name. Jim is my name. Jim. She rates everything Jim. If she was, if she was rating an Olympic sport, she would just hold up a thing that says Jim. <laughs>
I rated Jim, and you're like, ooh, that's pretty good. On a scale of Jim to Jim, this, yeah, this is Jim. really this is really Jim right here. Glamour and glitter, fashion and fame, these are the things that ladies like. These are what women's are made of. <laughs> I'm made out of what's the opposite of glitter? Mud pellets. There you go. <laughs> Turd nuggets. Turd nugs, and big hugs. That's what I do. Live life on the Dale. <laughs> Who are you to tell me I can't be made out of puppy snails and pigs' fails? <laughs> where, where are you drawing inspiration for this, this character? Uh, I like it. I don't think I'm I from need, Nowheresville. I'm from Nowheresville. I'm I'm the son of the mayor of Nowheresville. And who are you? It's on the corner of I don't give a shit. I'll show you. I'm going to sleep twice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I drove my stepmom to school. I was so mad at her. I'm waving my freak flag everywhere I go. I put on my boots five toes at a time, just like everybody else. I let them employ me at the grocery store. Watch it. Watch I'm, it. I bag things, but I do it sarcastically. <laughs> I put things in bags sarcastically. You buy milk. Have you bought milk before? Yeah, I bought like once or twice. Yeah. Oh, it's a small number. And then <laughs> you buy milk and then you give it to the lady. It's okay. usually a lady and she... Hey, it, can be, it can be a man, too. It ended up being just a Where I'm from. What, is, uh, what does that mean, dude? We don't. That's uh, just a legality where I'm from in Nowheresville. We only <laughs> let ladies be cashiers. When they hand the milk to the guy who's doing the, because it's also only guys can do the bagging and animals. And then you do the bagging and then, you know, you put the milk in and you make a comment about every item that goes in. Yeah. Because if you're a good bagger, that's what you do. And then I, I always say, milk, huh? Does a body good? But I'm, I don't mean it. Yeah. 